You're listening to Aubrey CD Speaks, where truth is spoken for your freedom. Hello, and thank you for listening to Aubrey CD Speaks. This episode is a month apart from the last one, but I um, am really feeling from Holy Spirit um, to not make that a habit. So I'm, I'll be doing more episodes, um, throughout, um, throughout this year, um, instead of doing like one or two a month, uh, I'll be making them a bit more consistent. So, um, I'm not, I'm not sure what I'll be covering, you know, on those, you know, that those, I have no series in mind, I guess you should say. But, um, the Lord is leading me to, to, uh, have, uh, more episodes down, uh, whether it's, I don't think it'll be two a week. <laughs> don't think I can make that happen. Who knows? By the grace of God, I might make it happen, but I will definitely try to do once a week and, and, uh, make that happen. And I'm actually really excited about it. So... Um, I just wanted you to know that. Also, um, that first one, the one in January, um, the prophetic word one, um, it was more of a foundation for this year and just what the Lord has been telling me and been sharing with me and saying, you know, happy, happy new year, you know, for everybody. Um, so I'm gonna, you know, let's label this one as the unofficial, official, unofficial uh, first one of the year. Um, since this is the one that's going to, um, after this is going to be more consistent episodes. So this one can be the unofficial official first episode of the year. Um, but don't forget about that last one. If you haven't listened to the one from, uh, January, I would encourage you to do so because, uh, the Lord gave me a word and, uh, and told me to share it. And so I shared it. Um, but yeah, so, without further ado, this episode. This episode is more than likely going to be titled The Faith of Abraham, and so you could probably get the gist of what this episode is about. And, um, uh, I I like that. I like to have episodes that kind of give you the, uh, you know, the titles I like to know in the title what you're going to uh, share with me instead of there being a surprise. Uh, so I like to keep the gist of what's going to be covered in in my title. So uh, we're going to be talking about the faith of Abraham. The reason we're going to be talking about the faith of Abraham, even though it's not something, you know, you know, new, um, is, um, is because um, like the Lord started talking to me. Uh, while I was reading in Genesis about Abraham, um, the entire last month, uh, my, uh, the Lord directed me to, uh, instead of starting right at Genesis to begin, uh, reading to the kids about Abraham and going through the life of Abraham with my kids. And I thought, you know, me being my self, which I absolutely love history and I love, uh, discussing the 
both the spiritual and the physical aspects of the Bible. And so we go into the archaeological, historical art of uh, those time periods and we get the maps out and we can look at maps and we can look at different stories and what was going on in other parts of the world at this time and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's me, myself. So naturally I was thinking that was the direction we were going to go since... We tend to do that um, when, we're doing, uh, when we're reading through the Bible anyway. But the Lord said, you know, er, pump the brakes, girl. Um, that's not the way we're going. And really uh, honed in on Abraham's faith. And he, and he told me, I want you to read to them and have them listen to the faith that Abraham has for me. And I was like, okay. And then he wanted me to talk with them about uh, Abraham's relationship with God and God's relationship with Abraham um, as we're going through this life story of this man um, who had one amazing journey uh, on this earth. And... Um, and it really, it really spoke with me. But not only that, we had some really stinking awesome discussions. Um, just uh, concentrating and directing that, you know, as, as our guide. And, um, and it, it fed a lot of really good deep discussions with my children. And then going into it and understanding the faith that we're to have in God and the faith that we're having, we're to have in his word. And, um, and so it was really good. I mean, as far as, um, teaching my children and ministering to my children, it was really good. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but at the same time, the Lord was talking to me, um, uh, while I was reading it, while I was sharing it with them, while I was listening to them and we were going back and forth in discussions, um, the Lord was just downloading and talking with me about the faith of Abraham. And I know that talking about it isn't very uncommon. Um, but, um, but I began to go through scripture on the faith of Abraham. Um, and also going into faith and, um, um, how, um, how important, you know, is faith in the Bible? Now, um, if you know me <laughs> or have listened to any of, <clears throat> excuse me, any of my other podcasts, you know, a lot of times, um, maybe, I don't know, maybe you haven't even noticed, um, but I tend to interleak trust and faith when I talk about it. Um, I, I say both of them. Because, um, to be quite honest, because of revival, uh, back in, uh, if you don't know, back in, uh, September, uh, 27th of 2016, the presence of God came down at Deliverance Bible Church in Hearst, Texas, and, um, a very heavy presence fell and, um, completely changed, uh, everyone there, no matter what decision they made, no matter what direction they went, when it happened, it changed everybody. It changed everyone's life. Um, and, 
And I've never been the same from that day on. I've never, ever been the same. And Revival has completely ruined me. Completely ruined me when it comes to typical, uh, traditional Christian anything. Um, and uh, I'm forever seeking and forever looking toward very raw, real uh, his very raw, real presence instead of programmed presence, you know, and, um, but it also applies to my knowledge in, um, my knowledge in his word, what grace means, what mercy means, what, um, abiding means, what yield means, what trust and faith mean. And, um, and it completely transformed me uh, and my knowledge of him and, uh, even scripture, it, it completely opened up this new, uh, not new, but expanded my, my knowledge and of the word, but also my, um, just, uh, um, understanding of his word. That's the word understanding. Um, and so while he's been talking to me about faith and I've been looking into it and, um, I, you know, he's been, uh, sharing with me how, how often we talk about faith, but how we have very little understanding about faith and what faith means and what faith is. I mean, how often do we, you know, go into specifically on a word in, in the Christian church today and that word can like make or break some people, uh, like the, like the word grace, like some people hear grace and go, Oh, grace is so good. Or, you know, some people hear the word grace and they go, ah, those, those horrible, you know, those horrible people that just think that grace is just, you know, giving them the license to sin, you know, and, and it, it can, it can cause different reactions and how one word that should be a positive word among the Christian church can bring a negative reaction to those who claim to be believers in Christ, you know? So, um, I think it's very interesting and I've grown up in church and I think it's very interesting uh, taking a word and, um, and asking myself, you know, Lord, what, what are you saying with this? And how often we can go, you know, uh, okay. I'll, I'll talk about like growing up in church. Um, I heard I had to obey God. I had to be holy. I had to be, um, I had to be righteous. I had to be sinless. I had to be good. I had to, um, I had to have faith. Um, I had to be a certain way. Um, or I wouldn't look good in his eyes or I wouldn't look righteous in his eyes or he would just throw me to the curb if I wasn't the certain way and if I didn't look the certain way. And then we have, you know, with denominations, we have you, men have to wear suits, men have to wear long sleeves, women have to wear dresses, men, women have to wear long dresses, men have to, um, 
wear their hair up in a bun. Men have, uh, women have to wear, women have to wear their hair up in a bun. Women have to wear doilies on the top of their head. Uh, women can't wear makeup. Uh, if women wear makeup, it can't be too heavy. Um, uh, you can't have tattoos. You can have tattoos. Uh, you, um, you know, uh, you, men can't wear shorts. Um, women can't wear shorts. Women can't wear pants. Um, there's all of these, um, all of these, uh, uh, rules and regulations that are in the body of Christ, um, that seem so overwhelming, uh, to, uh, to a person, whether they're believers or not, it's so very overwhelming and, and we look on these things so heavily that we, um, that we fail to look at what's really important. And of course, you know, ooh, of course, that's what the, the enemy wants. Of course, that's what the devil wants. He doesn't want us to focus on what's really important. He wants us to focus on the little things, these little nagging things that aren't really important when it comes to standing before God. Because when we stand before God, we're not going to be wearing our double-breasted Italian suit with our, you know, alligator leather boots. You know what I mean? Um, we're not going to be wearing our jean skirt that goes all the way to our ankle and our three-quarter sleeved outfits. We're not going to be standing before him with a bun in our hair. We're not going to be standing before him with a doily on the top of our head. We're not going to be standing bef before him wondering if we're wearing makeup or not. We're not going to be standing before him hoping we're not, we're not, we don't have any tattoos on our body. Like, uh, you know, it, it's, that suddenly isn't going to be very important. The physical aspect of anything is suddenly not going to be very important. What's going to be important is whether or not we're in right standing, right? Whether or not we're truly born again, right? Whether or not um, we, we believed in his son, whether or not we believed on his word, right? That's what's going to be important. That's what's going to, whether or not he recognizes us as a son or a daughter, right? That's what's going to be important. And so often we, we, we get into these uh, very unimportant uh, aspects of we, of what we think uh, uh, living a life of Christ is, and and so often we we get into these arguments of what we think um, uh, uh, a Christian should be, and can you label somebody a believer if they didn't go through discipleship classes? I mean, you know, like, is that really important when we, when, when we stand before him, was that really important? Are we suddenly going, do I have my certificate that shows that I went through discipleship class? Is that, is that, do, are you going to have it? No, you're not going to have it. You're going to be naked before God, you know, like you're going to be bare before him, completely vulnerable. You as you are, there's nothing on this earth that's going to be with you. So what does that really matter? You know, one of the things that I like to say, um, and I use it on myself and, and I ask, you know, I ask other people too. I even ask my kids, you know, if it goes through the fire, is it going to last, you know? And, and if the answer is no, then it's really not important. <laughs> it really does not matter. 
You know, uh, if it's not going to go with you to heaven and be with you for an eternity, is it really going to matter? Um, and, and in a lot of ways, that's, that's how I live my life. And a lot of the ways, that's how I keep from hoarding. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I go crazy when there's a, a extra stuff in my house. And I'm like, you know, the, this stuff has been here too long and nobody has touched it. It's like, if it goes to the fire, will it really matter? No, it's not going to really matter. Dude, get, get it out of my house. Um, I, I don't like hoarding. Uh, it's never been a favorite. Um, but, um, but I use that question with myself and with other things in life. Spiritual, physical, it doesn't matter. If it goes to the fire, is it really going to be important? And we have to ask that questions as believers in Christ. When it comes to the things that we think are so important, if it goes to the fire... Will it last? Is it really important? Does it, does it really matter? And so these little things that we argue that the enemy loves for us to argue, the enemy loves for us to point at each other and question whether or not we're really born again based on these really nonsensical things. Um, he wants us to, to bat, banter against each other with this stuff. He wants us to argue these viewpoints of whether or not our hands should be in the air when we worship God or should be in our pockets. He really wants us to argue whether or not we should be whatever else and whatever else. Like he wants us to argue these things instead of focusing on things that really, really, really matter. Because if we're not focused on the really matter things, are we really on fire? Are we living a lukewarm, li lukewarm life? You know, are we really focused on him if we're so focused on the other things? And, um, and so that's where faith comes in this morning. I'm bringing in, I'm bringing it in. I'm bringing in faith and why it's so important. Faith is vitally important. If there's anything important, um, uh, which there's a lot of things important. There's the grace of God that is so important uh, for us when we become born again and then throughout our walk with Christ. And I know that some of you may kind of go get tense at the word grace, but, you know, lighten up the load a little bit and, and, and study grace yourself. Don't, don't read commentaries, just read the, what it, what it is, what it means, the grace of God, like just read, don't read other people's uh, interpretations of grace, read scripture, you know, and then sit with it and ask the Lord to give you a big understanding of what grace means. Um, and so, you know, ask him to give you a positive thought process of grace. So if you're tensed up when it comes to grace, ask the Lord to fix that because anything that's scripture that's supposed to be a positive in scripture and it makes you tense and it makes you think the negative, that is not uh, the Lord, that is the enemy and you need to change your mindset and you need to have that positive mindset when it comes to things of the word of God that are supposed that are true and holy and righteous. So if grace makes you tense up, you know, you need to, you need to fix that. Um, salvation, if it makes you tense up, hell, if it makes you tense up, ch change that, you know, like if you're born again, hell shouldn't make you tense, except if you're going, oh God, save this person from hell. That's uh, awesome. Amazing. Perfect. That's the way it should be, you know, but, um, righteousness, holiness, none of that should cause us to tense up. There should be freedom and joy when we use those words. And the same thing goes with faith. 
Faith shouldn't cause any believer in Christ to tense up. Faith should be something that we say so freely and so joyfully with so much love in our hearts when we talk about faith. But I know that there are some people, because I used to be one of those people, but I, because I know that there are some people that when you hear faith, you kind of go and, and, and have a pause because, um, faith, when you hear about faith in church, I know when I grew up hearing about faith in church, it sounded so impossible and it sounded so difficult and it sounded like you had to work really hard for faith. Like faith was really hard to do. And, um, and in all actuality, um, faith is so very simple. Faith is, is, is exponentially, is that even a word? Ex exponentially simple. It's so very, very simple. Like Jesus says, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can, you know, cause a mountain to move. Like it's, it just, you say faith is so very simple. And this man, Abraham had simple, raw faith. He simply believed God for what God said about God. That's just all. That's simply what he did. He simply believed God for what God said about God, what the promises that he gave to Abraham. Abraham simply believed him no matter what, held on to the promise, didn't let go of the promise that God gave him, even if it took 30 years or more for it to happen. And even some promises that God uh, told him, Abraham died not really seeing it yet, but he had faith that it was going to happen. And he spoke that out in existence, knowing that it was going to happen. And he made certain, certain plans um, based on the fact that that was going to happen and what God said was going to happen. And it blows my mind all that uh, Abraham did, it wasn't just simply that he moved from his home to this place that he wasn't sure where he was going. Um, and and it, it, it wasn't even like that um, because God said he was going to have Isaac. There was like a, he had a tangible um, belief and trust in what God said he was going to do. If God said it, he was going to do it. And he just simply believed it. And that there was no ifs, ands, or buts to it. Even though other people around him was, uh, they were um, impatient and they didn't believe that God said it the way he said he was gonna, it was going to happen. And so they tried to um, uh, make it happen a different way. Sarah made it, make it happen a different way. Like, Sarah was just like, you know, I don't see this happening because oh, there's no way I'm going to have a baby. She had no faith in what God said. No faith in what God said about what was going to happen. I mean, she even laughed when the Lord said that, um, like she laughed. But, um, but before then, she had no faith and decided that God must have meant that they were going to have a baby through Hagar and she was going to, she was going to adopt the baby that Hagar had and, and that would be the promised child. And, um, um, I don't necessarily think that Abraham was convinced that it was that way. It was just like, she was so pushy about it. He did it. 
he did what she wanted him to do because she was so pushy about it. And, and how often as believers in Christ, how many times, like, think about it. How many times have we interpreted what God promised us or told us was going to be done, interpreted it our way and worked to make it happen. And we ended up giving birth to a whole lot of trouble. Not that it was going to get blessed in one way or another, because, you know, it was, it was from that seed. But still, there was a whole lot of trouble that happened because we decided to have it done our way. And God must have meant it this way. Instead of waiting 30 years down the road, it must be like this. And, um, and we just give birth to, and we adopt, and we take in trouble. Uh, instead of just waiting on God to fulfill what God said was going to be done and be done in his way, you know? And so Abraham had this immense amount of faith, like when God decided to test the faith of Abraham and told Abraham, take your son Isaac and take him up to the mountain, onto the certain mountain, and just you and he and, and, and sacrifice him to me. And Abraham just did it the next day. He just got everything ready and they went up to make it happen. And, and even Isaac was like, father, where's the, uh, where's the, where's the uh, sheep to be sacrificed? And he was like, the Lord's going to provide it. No, don't worry. The Lord's going to provide. And it was at the point that like Isaac was tied up. He was on the altar. Um, uh, Abraham had the knife ready and the angel of the Lord came and said, stop, stop, Abraham. Don't kill your son. God sees, I I hit my, my microphone. God sees that you, you trust him. You have faith. And he provided, and God provided a ram for them to sacrifice. And, he, and it says that he sacrificed all of it on the altar. So he didn't, um, he didn't pull out any of it. Like he sacrificed the entire ram, horns and all, on the altar for God. A total and complete sacrifice in exchange for his son Isaac. And, uh, and, uh, and Abraham never wavered. Like you see movies and cartoons. I remember this one cartoon, this Bible cartoon that uh we used to watch and like the whole time abraham's like god you said that it was my son how could you ask this of me and like there's other uh, movies and stuff where abraham's like questioning god how can you do this to me how can you ask this of me but that wasn't abraham abraham like he was like okay because he had complete faith that god was going to handle things god was going to take care of things god promised this child to him and this child was going to stay with him one way or another and God was going to take care of all of it and he had complete trust in what God said. Isn't that amazing? Like that's so cool but that's supposed to be us. Like growing up, you know, you hear these these men in the Old Testament with these great big faith and you're like, oh, they had some awesome faith and, and man, they had to really stand on it and then you hear, you know, how like now there's Jesus, and so you're thinking, oh, well, you're not, you're not supposed to have that much faith anymore, I guess. But their faith was suppo- is supposed to be our faith. Our faith is supposed to be like their faith. Like, like there is no difference when it comes to our faith and God. And, um, and it just, as I'm going through and reading uh, each chapter to my children each day, about Abraham, I'm blown away by the faith that Abraham had and how that faith should be no different than ours. It was so simple. It was so raw. And we so overcomplicate things, you know, nowadays that we uh, lose sight of that. 
So I'm going to um, start reading some scripture because I've already gone like almost 30 minutes just talking to you about this. I'm going to read some scripture though. Um, beep, 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 beep. Let's go to Romans. I'm going to do it on my phone so you don't hear because you know that drives me crazy so because uh, sometimes it could be really loud so I'm not going to do that to you guys because I love you guys I don't have to know you I still love you so let's see some of us have sensitive ears oh <laughs> I still have this in like the international children's uh what is it? International Children's Book. Hey, y'all want to hear it this way? It's so much fun. I do this for my kids sometimes when we just need to go a little bit deeper and a little extra and and, and discussing some things. So I'll, I'll do it this way. I'm going to do Romans chapter 4 and we're going to start with 1 through 5. And it says, So what can we say about Abraham, the father of our people? What did we learn? What did he learn about faith? If Abraham was made right by the things he did, that then he had a reason to brag. But he could not brag before God. The scripture says Abraham believed God and that faith made him right with God. When a person works, his pay is not given to him as a gift. He earns the pay he gets. But a person cannot do any work that will make him right with God. So he must trust in God. Then God accepts his faith and that makes him right with God. God is the one who can make even those who are evil right in his sight. So, um, going back to what I was saying about a lot of the things that we do in church we, and how we overcomplicate the very minute, not even important details, and we make those important, and then we take the things that are so very important and we make them very um, not unimportant, because the enemy likes us to do that. Like, our works and the things that we do and how we look as far as you have to look like this and you have to dress like that and you have to be that way and that way is not really important when it comes to Christ, when it comes to God. It's faith. Faith is what's important. Faith, it has to happen. Without faith, it's sin, right? Um, so faith is, I would say, the number one vitally important thing when it comes to anything. From salvation to death, it is faith. Faith in God. Um, we have to have faith in order to come to salvation. We have to have faith in our walk in Christ. Um, and uh, faith without works is sin. So um, faith is very important. Faith is what gets us through. Faith is what will bring us peace and love and joy and knowing that God's got everything taken care of. I mean, right here, he just said, um, uh, if Abraham was made right by the things he did, then he had a reason to brag. So Abraham didn't, um, Abraham's obedience in like going from his family home down to the land of Canaan, um, where God ended up stop stopping him and saying this land, the land of the Canaanites are, is, and Hittites and all that is yours. Um, that's, that's not what made him righteous. Um, Abraham, um, doing some of the other things that God had him to do. That's not what made him righteous. What made him righteous was his faith. Abraham believed God and that faith made him right with God. God responded to his faith. 
obedience is very important. I mean, I th- but having faith in God uh, brings obedience. Like, you, you see what I mean? Suddenly, obedience isn't very hard to do when you have faith in God, that God says what God, when you believe what God says about God, like, you suddenly have um, the ability to obey and, and you can obey willfully and you can give willfully and you can do willfully if you have faith in God. Because doing those things in obedience and you say, Lord, didn't I obey you in this? Didn't I obey you in that? Didn't I obey you in what you said about this? And I mean, God could even say, I still don't know you. But having faith in him and believing on him and believing in what his word says and trusting in him and, 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 and going about that and doing the things in faith is what brings uh, us and in, in, in the eyes of God as, you know, holy and righteous and, and the blood of his son is upon us because we had faith that God was, that God's word is true and that he's going to respond to our, our place of repentance by giving us new hearts, giving us, putting a right spirit in us. Like, you see what I mean? So nothing that we do is what earns us salvation. And it's not what we do. It's our faith in God. And it says, God is the one who can make even those who are evil right in his eyes. And it's because of faith. Then God accepts his faith and that makes him right with God. Now let's go to Galatians. Galatians chapter three. And we're going to do six and seven. Here we go. Here it is. All right, six and seven say, the scriptures say the same thing about Abraham. Abraham believed God and God accepted Abraham's faith and that faith made him right with God. So you should know that the true children of Abraham are those who have faith. So faith is really, really important. Faith, trusting in God, what God says about God, believing on what God says about God, holding on to it is, is what he wants and is a stamp of who God's children are. God's children are the ones in, with faith. All right. So let's go to Romans. The amazing thing about faith is it's so easy to obey and it's so easy to to grasp it because it's not supposed to be difficult. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go back to Romans, uh, four and I'm going to start and go down to verse 13. We're going to do a, a pretty good little bit. Um, and, uh, and then go from there. <clears throat> it says Abraham and his descendants received the promise that they would get the whole world. But Abraham did not receive that promise through the law. He received it because he was right with God through his faith. If people could receive what God promised by following the law, then faith is worthless. And God's promise to Abraham is worthless because the law can only bring God's anger. But if there is no law, then there is nothing to disobey. So people receive God's promise by having faith. 
This happens so that the promise can be a free gift. And if the promise is a free gift, then all of Abraham's children can have the promise. The promise is not only for those people that live under the law of Moses. It is for anyone who lives with faith like Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written in the scriptures, I am making you a father of many nations. This is true before God. Abraham believed in God, the God who gives life to the dead and decides that, the, that things will happen that have not yet happened. There was no hope that Abraham would have children, but Abraham believed God and continued hoping, and that is why he became the father of many nations. As God told him, your descendants will also be too many to count. Abraham was almost a hundred years old, much past the age for having children. Also, Sarah could not have children. Abraham thought about all this, but his faith in God did not become weak. He never doubted that God would keep his promise. Abraham never stopped believing. He grew stronger in his faith and gave praise to God. Abraham felt sure that God was able to do the thing that God promised. So God accepted Abraham's faith and that made him right with God. Those words, God accepted Abraham's faith, were written not only for Abraham. They were written for also for us. God will accept us also because we believe. We believe in the one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from death. Jesus was given to die for our sins, and he was raised from death to make us right with God. So faith is so important um, in the body of Christ, and um, and it's not something that uh, you have to think really hard to uh, bring about, and you don't have to do like a whole bunch of things in order for faith to um, suddenly appear in your life. Uh, faith is simply believing what God has said about God and what God has said to you. It's simply believing. It is so very simple. I mean, if it, if it was really hard, would we have actually been able to be born again in the first place? Because it took faith to believe. Yes, there was repentance, but we had to have faith that God was going to answer our cry of repentance. We had to have faith in what Jesus did for us that we might have life. So it's so very important uh, to have faith and to understand the faith of Abraham. And I encourage you to go through the book of Genesis and read about the faith that Abraham had in God and how God felt about Abraham, how God responded to Abraham and their relationship that they had together was so very powerful and so very moving. Um, and, um, and it, I think it, it really taught me, um, more about, um, how God sees faith and, and how he's, and how we need to understand faith as a uh, born again believers. Um, so, um, I really encourage you to go through the book of Genesis, read about Abraham, read about the faith that he had in God. And yes, there were times that he made mistakes. He's human. But uh, read about the faith. The one thing that never moved was his faith in God and, and believing in what God said. It never budged. And so uh, I really want to encourage you to understand and to know and to realize that all the other little things that people say or the church said is, is so very important that if it goes through a spiritual fire, would it last? 
The material things would not last. It's not important. What matters is having faith in God. Do you have faith in God? Do we have faith in God? Ask yourself that question and ask yourself what, uh, you know, compare your, your faith that Abraham has, like, like, is, is, is that what you have in God? And it's simply and so easy, just trusting in him, just trust him, just trust him that his word, what he says is going to come into fruition. Just trust him that the things that he said for your life is going to come to fruition. It's going to happen. It may not happen in your time, uh, the way you want it to, but it's going to happen. Don't be like Sarah and bring in a Hagar in order to have Ishmael. Like, don't just, just, just trust him. Just trust him that the things that he said will be fulfilled will be fulfilled. And just have faith that all things work together for your good. Just have faith in God. Have faith in God. Just believe him. Just trust him. That's all he wants. He just wants you to trust him. So um, until next time, and until we talk again, and who knows, we might talk about faith again. We might get into it a little bit more. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But until then, be blessed. <laughs>